Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast that doesn't know when it should have stopped, which was years ago, let me tell you. Super Cast Brothers, the podcast where I deal with this gigantic hooligan as we try and talk about Smash Brothers content, primarily <laughs> focus on future content, a little bit on past content, and then just always... Our declining sanities. I am Xantok. That's Jono. And uh, yeah, it's another Smash Toby up. So we're making another character today. You can see in the title who it's going to be. If you don't know who that character is, I'm kind of surprised that you clicked on the on the on this episode. Uh, appreciate it, though, because that means that you actually kind of like us and you like seeing what we do. If you are watching one for a character you don't know anything about, so that's kind of cool. If you do know yeah. who it is, uh. You're one of the few people that do, because this is not a very well-known character outside of the uh, either NES fandoms or the Smash community itself, which, to be fair, we are primarily talking towards the Smash community. But hey, you know, mm -hmm. for that. But still, not yeah. everyone knows every character. But... It is a character that's been talked about. like a baby panda. You sure were doing something. Mm -hmm. like, it, it is a character that, like, you know, Sakurai has discussed, so, like, he's considered them before. They just haven't met the cut because, well, NES, but also Japan exclusive. Mm-hmm. Hard to sell, which I get it. Mm-hmm. But... <sighs> Gosh darn it, are we going to do it anyway? We're oh, going to yeah, do it anyway. This is a character that we want to have happen. Uh, mm -hmm. Even if... I mean... Has there been a character that we have done... That we straight up don't want to happen. Well, uh, I don't want... Okay, you're right. I was going to go with the fourth party picks that we did. Yeah, you're that's right. also fair. Now, also most fair. characters that we make moves is for, we'd either like to see in the game or we wouldn't be opposed <laughs> to seeing the game. Like, am I out there championing for Orbulon? No. But yeah. would it be funny yeah. as hell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I will say that we're, we haven't had too many characters that we actively don't want in Smash. If we, or at least, any character that we yeah. do at least has been a character that was like, it would be funny though. Yeah. I will say, looking at our schedule, we may have one on the docket this season that fits that bill better than most. Uh, but we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. I mean, it's less of an instance of like, we actively like don't like the character and just like, they don't excite us as much as other characters, but it's a popular community pick, so. Right, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, Reggie would be more exciting, but that's not going to happen. Non-specific action, <laughs> uh, what, what's, what was the action figure that they had? Non-specific action figure, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that died with the Wii U, unfortunately. <laughs> we need a spirit battle of that thing. Yeah, we should make it on the Smash Tobia wiki. Yeah, I think we should. You're like, you should, yes. Say, like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll add that on there along with, you know, bus driver Waluigi and whatever. Yeah, you should do so that. So that's fine. Okay. And okay, sounds like a plan. Yeah, yeah, there's been so many things. Uh, there was a possessed wow, garbage can been. or something. I don't know. There was also that in Luigi's Mansion as well. Yes. You know what yeah. else is on the wiki? What? Four things that we're going to be discussing today in our showcases. Oh, crap. 
Yeah. Well, well, what what what's what's the first of those four things? The first of those four things is uh, a character that oh, you buddy. are going to talk about. Oh, because you know, like we like uh, to do with our sketched yeah. up the episodes, we're going to cover a few things that are on the wiki that were created off podcast. Because mm-hmm. you know, it helps to cover some some areas that either aren't as excited to talk about on the podcast, like as a duo, or just for things that only one of us knew about, like. I, like there are some characters that just, you know what I mean. Not every character yeah, make a fun, right. move set podcast episode where we have to combine two movies because sometimes you can't come up with anything new. It's just we have the exact same ideas. Yeah, some are some are good uh, inclusions, but not necessarily good episodes. It just yeah. works out that way sometimes. Yep. Or or otherwise, it's just that you and I post so much or have so many ideas that. If we were to restrict ourselves to only the podcast, nothing would we ever would get be, uploaded. Yeah, we would that's be restricting why, our creativity. That's why we've done episodes like the Pokeball Palooza or mm-hmm, the Stages mm-hmm. show, the Stages Showcase. Yeah, because otherwise we were never going to have a stage or a Pokeball on the on the uh, podcast. But now we're also doing the showcase, so now we can throw those in a little bit more without having a whole episode devoted to forty stages in one episode. Because that was draining. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're gonna do that again. <laughs> if if we do, I'm not gonna say we won't, but there's gonna be restrictions on. There's gonna be a cap, and it's gonna be lower than forty. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, it is a character. It's a character that I did quite some time ago. I'm trying to find where in the whole year that I did it. I think like May or so. Um. It was a. This is a special character moveset this is um one that's dedicated to a friend of ours uh something that you commissioned me to do actually well you gave me a list of, and you commonly do this with, with our old friends from uh smash brothers mercurius the old forum that we used to partake in back in the late mid 2000s um where you say here's a user from that forum and here's five characters that they did so choose one of them as a tribute to them and I chose this character, Revolver Ocelot, from the Metal Gear series. Hell yeah. Who is a badass character, as you now know, um, from, from watching all of them very recently. Yeah, uh, I recently watched the majority of the Metal Gear friends. There were a couple, like, the like Metal Gear Acid I've been finished mm-hmm. watching. Uh, and I didn't watch Survive, because... No. <laughs> but I watched the original two Metal Gears. Uh, I watched Ghost Babel. Uh, solid, all the all the the solid games, Peace Walker and um, um, uh, Rising. Yeah, Rising. But I was trying to think of what the other one on Vita was. Uh, Portable Ops. Portable Ops. Thank you. Not Vita. Mm-hmm. PSP. Probably. Yeah. 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 I watched all of those. So I got. I recently have gotten like a whole bunch of Metal Gear just like shoved <laughs> into my fucking brain hole. It's like ah, I understand why people like these now. Holy shit! Kojima, you crazy son of a bitch. Like 400 hours of cutscenes just blasted into your head. Pretty much! Not all the games were created equally, but uh, Mm -hmm. overall, good series. I agree. I agree. And I I really enjoyed even Metal Gear Solid V, which is kind of divisive with the fans. Um, from a gameplay perspective, and, and I know that Konami really screwed Kojima over during that development yeah. process, and that's I mean, a whole other story. The, but, it was a bit yeah. lighter on story and, like, general mind-fuckiness. There mm-hmm. was a good amount of mind-fuckiness, but, like, it mm-hmm. wasn't as prevalent. 
And then also, like, the characters, like, you, your main character doesn't talk as much, which was something that you had to get yeah. used to. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, it was, it was a good watch. Yeah, and, and one thing that it does do with the character of Ocelot, we get this peaceful Ocelot friend world. That, I, I enjoyed that development for his character, seeing where he and Big Boss were able to collide as, yeah. as not just rivals and, and work together with Foxhound. So it's it's a cool run. But yeah, Ocelot so respects the world. hell out of Boss. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There were some things that went on, and they're shared history that may not have been the greatest choice or thing that he would like boss for, but ultimately he, he they became good friends uh and with that all said i mean he's one of my favorite probably my favorite main character outside of the snakes in, yeah. in the series uh easily just a just a badass character i, I remember one uh, of my reactions after finishing watching it's just like damn it jonah why did you already make also a character that could have been a perfect podcast yes yeah. Yeah, Shit. it could have. It could have. Um, it absolutely would have. He, he's a great character. Um, and is not the most obvious pick for, for a secondary Metal Gear character for Smash either. While still he's being my secondary legit. pick now. That's who I want to see out of any of them. Fuck writing. Give me Ocelot. <laughs> I don't no, give I, a I... shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. I mean, that's, that's what I want too. But um, I'm realizing now looking at... Um, the wiki here that I didn't add in a character info block for Ocelot on the wiki. So that could change. That should change. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I see what happened now. It's it's just put in the wrong category. Oh, um, yeah, I see what happened. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, he's, you know, he's a double, triple, quadruple agent, essentially, who who's very masterful with, with his guns and, and, and loves kind of the spaghetti western showmanship where you're constantly spinning your revolvers around. So he really copped off of that. He's the son of, slight spoiler alert, um, the Sorrow and the Boss. We talk two... spoilers here. If you don't want spoilers yeah. for Metal Gear, skip eight minutes, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just thinking of it. It's it's totally fine. I mean, it's only probably a twenty year old game at this point anyway. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but he he is the son of two legendary Cobra unit soldiers, the Sar on the boss from Metal Gear Solid Three. Uh, he becomes good friends with Big Boss after after the fact, as we've discussed, and he likes revolvers. That's basically it until you get into Metal Gear Solid Four, and then it's a whole other thing. Yeah, so um. God, I just fucking love. I'm sorry, I interrupting yeah. you, but it's because Ocelot's a great character. Just like so many times, every time Boss meets him in three, he's just like, "You're being an idiot with your gun. Let me give you a lesson." And the next yeah. time to meet, Ocelot's like, "All right, I learned that lesson." And Boss's like, "You did. Here's your next lesson. You're still being an idiot." And he just like he has different guns every time they meet. It's like, yeah, you're getting there. We're baby steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he doesn't even it have is... revolvers at first. He just has basic pistols. It's like Mm-hmm. Oh that's yeah, that's right. Yeah. Boss tells him just like you need revolvers. It's like, huh. Yeah, at first he's just ocelot and he goes, Rawr. I mean <laughs> Sorrowful Good. Ocelot, you know, what do you what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? Liquid Ocelot? That's no. a whole other story. Nah, me don't. either. 
Me either. That's sad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess we should get into the, the crux of the moveset, if you will. So, um, but really, we do these kind of top to bottom as a quick show. Okay, so let me just run through this as quickly, but also respectfully towards Oslet as possible. Uh, I should also mention that this was the thousandth page uploaded to the Smashtopia wiki, so it's also a little special in, the, in that regard. Um, so his entrance, Ocelot rides into the fray on his horse, leaping off with a spin of his revolvers as the wind billows through his hair and scarf. You know, just a little little epic and a little cheesy, which I think encap encapsulates the character fine enough. Uh, <clears throat> Kirby, oh, Ocelot also appears in his old and young forms in, in this moveset. Um, rather, his his costumes, you can play as young or old Ocelot. Not just that, you have him as young Ocelot, adult Ocelot, old Ocelot, and a liquid Ocelot alt. Mm-hmm. Which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's true. You get four different stages of Ocelot's life. Um, but depending on which one you, you swallow, um, he could, Kirby could adopt... You know, young Ocelot's red beret, adult Ocelot's mid-length hair and mustache from, from Metal Gear Solid Five, or the older Ocelot's longer hair and his bushier mustache. So there's three different costume options for Kirby as well. Uh, his 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 taunts, his up taunt is um, Ocelot throwing his his himself back, kind of kind of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure style, um, with his claws out. So he's holding his arms out, his claws, his hands out like this. Uh, he's assume, assuming a cat-like pose uh, and and emulating an actual ocelot's cry. So he's like, <laughs> just like in Metal Gear, fun game. <laughs> his uh, his down taunt is uh, twisting and turning his dual revolvers in his hands. Um, you know, sometimes he, the tricks are trickier than than they normally are. He's showing off, um, and this is one of those taunts too, where so long as you are. Holding the taunt input, he's just going to be constantly doing it. Um, yeah, and again, it's he's showing off. Uh, so I felt that that was a nice little addition. Uh, the side taunt, he's he shrugs and belly laughs, pointing forward as he mocks his opponent. It's kind of typical, but I mean, it happens. Um, victory poses, uh, wearing a pair of sunglasses. Ocelot gradually lifts his hand towards his face, grabbing them and throwing them aside. And as he does so, he shouts, Your plan was invalidated even before execution. But against Solid Snake, he'll say, You lose, Snake. Just very upfront. Uh, <clears throat> second victory pose. Uh, flanking Ocelot on either side of him are Ocelot Core from Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, dressed in their trademark face masks and red berets. And each of them are saluting Ocelot while looking towards the camera. Um, Ocelot is cocky and raises out his hands and just says, you've got a plain name, but I won't forget it. And then against Snake, he'll say, I win this round, Snake. Uh, Ocelot, third victory pose, stylishly commands the use of both of his revolvers, juggling them in exceedingly intricate ways as the pose goes on. Uh, he, can, he even begins to just juggle his weapons while stating, these are the greatest handguns ever made. God, I love these games and how cheesy they are. I have a problem with what you've put out here. Yeah. There's something that you don't have. Another yeah. famous pose that Ocelot likes to do. Where he gets holds out his hands. Obvious. Yeah. Where the fuck is it? 
It's in the taunts. It's in the taunts. Oh, I, is it the just the pointing forwards the Mox's opponents? Uh oh, I'm sorry. I I had that as the second victory pose, but it wasn't obvious, so I can go back and, and edit some of the some of it out. Okay, okay. I was just like, that just seems yeah. like an odd thing to come out there considering how often he does that in three mm -hmm. and then at the end of four. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. But I can I can make it more obvious, but yeah, he's he raises his hands out. So and whatever you call yeah. that position, I don't know what it is. It's him just being like, you're fucking good, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got you, though. I got you, though. So getting into the, the meat of the move set, his standard special is Ocelot Shot. So he's quickly spinning his revolvers around, and he shoots forward with one of them. Uh, these are special bullets in, in regards to the Smash series. You are They're, they're pea-sized. They're very small. But they're very quick moving. So he shoots one out of his pistol and it goes boom. Just very, very fast. Kind of like Joker's guns. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and they're capable of ricocheting off from off of surfaces multiple times before hitting something uh, damageable. Or or it disappears after after a certain number of, of hits. Um, the more that one of his bullets ricochets before making its mark, the harder it will hit and it'll dish out more damage and knockback. It can ricochet up towards a five times before disappearing. Okay, there's that. Uh, so once it's ricocheted that fifth time and it slams to a foe, it's going to be pretty pretty hefty for, for a single projectile. Um, the move can be aimed if the special attack button is held. So Ocelot is spinning his revolvers, and then a translucent arrow shows up. You have a cursor that shows the initial trajectory of the arrow. So like in a kind of an arcade shooter or one of those shitty mobile apps that you see with the yeah pool mobile yeah. when you're playing yes. pool on flash player yes precisely so pool it's, it's exactly like that you you pull you, you're able to pull and manipulate the initial trajectory um and you could do that you can release um i believe five bullets at the same time so you can create a bullet hell within within the smash scope and and kind of manipulate and strategize the initial trajectory uh and make some really cool trick shots with with this initial, with with each shot that you make essentially. So I liked coming up with this move because it's fairly unique in the scope of of Smash and what we have on the wiki. Um, even uh, certainly, there's nothing like this kind of shooting move in Smash. Oh yeah. Um, and it plays up the character well. I mean, there there's a certain show show offiness to it. Um, and it's something he actually does too. Like he does do ricochet shots. I don't remember where yeah. it was, but it was in one of the cutscenes he's doing. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of the trademark here, and, and where you'll see as we go on, um, I tried to, to make the revolvers the, the, the whole of the move set. So, for the side special, uh, it's a move called Juggler, where he's, again, juggling his revolvers, uh, swapping them between hands, just doing, like, ridiculous parlor tricks as he does. Um, but as you do, as he does so, and you're holding the side special inputs, he's firing off shots from the revolvers at random angles. So they're dishing, dishing out more initial damage and knockback than the initial ocelot shot, but with less precision. So um, it's more effective for closer range, for for spacing or edge guarding. Um, and they're capable of ricocheting the, these heavier bullets, but they only ricochet five, three times as opposed to five. Uh, they're slower moving, harder hitting, and just spew randomly. So they're more reckless. Uh, I, I assume kinda, yeah. 
I assume it's also like in a cone in front of us, so not just like completely around him at any. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's in at most maybe like a one eighty or one fifty radius. Okay. In front of him. Uh, yep. So kind of the point is they're they're still shots, but they're they require less strategy. They're more they're more of an immediate re- release than Ocelot shot. Um, his up special is jump shot. So Ocelot leaps into the air and then he shoots downwards with both of his revolvers. Uh, so, so long as he has the ammo available, he can shoot downwards with this move up to six times. So each time brings him up another Kirby and a half as we like to measure out on the wiki very That's often. A fucking good recovery. I was going to say it's pretty, it's pretty heavy now that I'm reading it. Um, they're they're pretty labored and heavy shots though, so while they dish out damage and knockback pretty pretty well, I mean you know he could also be canceled out of it by by someone leaping up and hitting him. Right. So that yeah, uh, and he can he can angle the move slightly to the left or right, and also by the fourth consecutive shot, the bullets become meteor smashes. <laughs> <laughs> Down special is draw. Ocelot draws one of his revolvers and enters a standoff stance. If an opponent is near enough to him, he'll grab them, throw them to be to his. Be- I need to read or this. Yep. He throws them behind himself and and shoots them with a harder hitting bullet. Um, and it's if they hit him grab. with a, yeah, it's a command grab. Um, if they hit him with a melee attack, though, he it'll act as a counter. The same animation happens, but Ocelot deals standard damage plus 30% of the damage that their move would have dealt. So it's a more powerful version of the same move if it activates as a counter. Um, Ocelot can also evade projectiles, but um, if one shot at him when he's in this animation, he will evade, he will sidestep the projectile and then shoot ahead with his revolver. Uh, with a more powerful version of that attack as well, complete with like a cowboy gunslinger sound effect. Goddamn. Uh, yep. So it's he it's it's a trifold thing. It's a command grab. It's a melee counter and a projectile counter. Asla is getting banned from competitive play. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, Metal Gear Ray is his final smash. Yeah. So the the behemoth Metal Gear itself, Metal Gear Ray, skirts into the background of the stage, and Ocelot leaps into its cockpit. Uh, before shooting off a barrage of heat-seeking missiles, uh, the missiles divvy out, and they they just kind of aim to to evenly strike every opponent on the stage. It's strong knockback, strong explosive damage, uh, and then following that initial volley of missiles, Ocelot yells, "Now for the big one!" And Ray opens its mouth and just ejects that massive, forceful stream of water from its mouth, like just a hyper beam kind of thing. So it spreads spreads the jet from one side of the stage to the other, uh, striking opponents with heavy damage and knockback again, and just travels from left to right and right to left. Um, and from there, he leaps out of Ray's cockpit back onto the stage, and, and sometimes he will say, now there's your weapon to surpass Middle Gear. <laughs> Oh god, um, and there's a number of things I have listed here where you know there's there there's references galore essentially. Of course. Um, if young, yeah. So um, and then his extra skill um, is the only is pretty much the only because Final Smash is like that's a big canonical reference. I'm not going to count it as like a non 
uh, starter revolver thing. But the extra skill is the is the pretty much the only non revolver revolver centric move uh, with tripwire C four. Um, so Ocelot receives just packs a pack of C four explosives and sets it on the ground directly in front of him. It's very similar to Solid Snake's down special. But this is tripwire C4, so it's attached to a wire. So Ocelot needs to attach it to something else for it to go live. So he's holding, he sets down the C4, and then from there he's holding onto a wire. Um, it's kind of like Steve's TNT. True. True, yeah, yeah. So he can move about as far as Battlefield's main platform in length before the wire snaps and the move resets, making the C4 disappear. So he has to be pretty strategic before he sets the next pack of C4 down, attaching the wire. So um, you set two packs down. They're connected via wire. You can set one on the ground, one on the wall. It's pretty versatile in that way. Or two to two separate opponents if you really want to get zesty. Uh, and then you activate it, and both of the C4s explode you tr if, you, if the wire is tripped. So if someone steps between the wire, it's done, including Ocelot. So well, he is also capable of being damaged by the tripwire C4, though, so kind of got to watch out where you are at the time. Um, he also has unique traits. Um, he is character... I Underneath his character icon on, during the battle, there are two emblems representing six rounds inside of a revolver each. So as he uses his dual revolvers, these this will track how much ammo he has left before needing to reload. Reloads will happen automatically, though will take upwards of two of two seconds for Ocelot to fully reload. Um, and if he's hurt while attempting to, re to reload, he will drop the ammo and have to do it all over again. So, uh, oh, and also because he's an Ocelot, when he crawls, he, he runs across the ground and all fours. <laughs> Not sure how that's crawling, but all right. <laughs> it's, it's running with style, I guess. Uh, and then as you mentioned, his alternate costumes, they're, they're, you, you have him featured as a young man, like in Metal Gear Solid 3, as an adult, like in Metal Gear Solid 5, as an old man in Metal Gear Solid 4, and as Liquid Ocelot in Metal Gear Solid 2. So there's a pretty decent spread of Metal Gear Solid history in his various movesets. Um, and yeah, to go back to the ammo gimmick real quick, that's where you saw in the up special I was talking about, oh, he can use the move up to six times so long as he has the ammo for it. That's what I meant. Right. So, bada bing, bada boom. That's a long one. It's it's one of more more detailed character move sets for sure, but one that I had a lot of fun with, and and one that I think was deserving of the extra brain power. Of course. Ooh. And and what do you have for us today? Well, speaking of characters that took extra brain power, the character I'm going to be showcasing for today is a character that was mentioned in the first season of the podcast. It's a character I've wanted to make pretty much since Ultimate released. And I've had this idea in mind for how it would work, but I just never actually put it down to write them to actually figure it out. Well, I've done it. I've, I've finally oh, done it. They are a resource management character, the character that the internet would probably just go like, what the fuck? No, they stole X character spot. It's... Along the same kind of lines of wacky nonsense as the Wii Fit trainer, say hello to the Savvy Stylist from Style Savvy. <laughs> it's here, it's happening, I've finally done it. Oh my god. The chaos is real. 
<laughs> now, do I give a shit about Style Savvy if they actually get a character in? No, but would it be hilarious as hell? Oh, yeah. you know it. And that's why I did it. So, I can't speak for all the games. I only did a little bit of playing in the most recent game, which was Styling Star, where you essentially, like, your uncle is like, yeah, hey, I have a, I have a boutique I sell clothes. Also, by the way, I'm leaving, and I'm going to give it to you. It's like, you're going to what? Yep, you're in charge of fashion store now. Hope you know how to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, the character design I have for it is um, the box art character for styling from Styling Star. I figure that's just a good basis to go off of. Uh, they're all costumes are really just going to be... Uh, different wearing different clothing based on different brands from the game. So uh, there's Marzipan Sky, Raven Candle, April Bon Bon, Retro Beat, different styles such as those. Uh, and their home stage is just the style boutique based off of the store in the game. I imagine it probably works similarly to how like how Living Room has a couple of different layouts that they can have, or how Gamer has a few different layouts they can have. And so it might not have the same look every time you play. And you're basically on top of a table because shrunken down because what the fuck are you going to do in a store for a fighting arena? Right. Basically like that. Uh, as for the taunts for the savvy stylist, for for the up taunt, oof, the savvy stylist is going to take out a mirror and just examine her face, her hair for a moment. And when she's satisfied, she'll smile and put the mirror away. You know, just got to check and make sure that you're still doing okay in battle. And you don't have any, too, you don't have any scuff marks on you. Down special. The type of will strike several modeling poses in quick succession as she fluidly transitions from one to the other and shows off her sense of style to the best of her ability. Think Luigi's taunt where he has all those different poses, but with <clears> an actual real flow in the movements, not just the jerky changing uh -huh. from one pose to another. Right. Uh, and then for her side taunt... The savvy stylist will pull out her business card and gesture forwards with it as she offers it to the, the fighters so she can help them improve their looks. <laughs> Some fighters need it more than others. Yeah, like my me fighter. Yes. <laughs> uh, for the victory poses, the first one has the savvy stylist use a makeup kit to touch up her makeup after a hard fight before turning towards the camera with a smirk on her face. Uh, her second victory pose will have dimmed lights out on the victory screen as the Savvy Stylist will walk out onto the screen like a model on a runaway and ending with turning her back towards the screen and looking over her shoulders at the camera. For the final victory pose, the Savvy Stylist will come running in from the side with several bags on her arms. As she approaches the middle of the screen, she'll laugh and spin in a circle before standing in a proud pose facing the camera with all her bags still on her arms. <laughs> you go, girl. Hey, why make one? Why make multiple trip when can make one trip? I do agree with this. Yes. Uh, as for the Kirby hat, um, Kirby will just have the Savvy Stylist uh, standard Barnett hair. Uh, it's not a very fancy look to it, but mm -hmm. Kirby will also have her high heels on his feet because it's funny. <laughs> also, it's just regular hair, so I needed something else to stand out. To point out that it's the savvy stylist, not just Kirby in a wig. Well, hey, if, if she has to do it, so can he. Yes. Very good. Uh, and as for her entrance, the savvy stylist is going to start out behind a changing curtain 
And then just as the battle's about to begin, she'll move the curtain out of her way and step through ready to fight wearing the latest fashions. <laughs> nice. Now, I mentioned that this character was going to be a resource management character. So let's talk about the extra skill first, which I call Boutique Stock. Okay. The savvy stylist special moves all rely on a resource management system similar to fighters like Olimar or Steve. Uh, the savvy stylist relies on having an inventory of clothes at her disposal to... You know, sometimes I also gotta reread my things and make sure and rewrite the grammar because sometimes it makes sense. Uh, but she relies on having an inventory of clothes at her disposal, and this extra skill allows her to refill her missing stock. When the extra skill button is held down, a trunk of garments will appear next to the savage stylist, and she will begin to pick garments out of it and place them in her pockets and increase her inventory count by one per each garment. The Savage Stylist will start out each battle with 10 inventory stacks and can have up to a maximum of 25. If the Savage Stylist is ever completely out of their inventory, they will be unable to use any of their special moves, and that includes their recovery move. Oh, boy. All other moves, so normal, smashes, aerials, and what have you, can be performed as usual. Now, as for what those specials are, standard special is called Showcase. A small wardrobe will appear just in the background next to Savvy Stylus, kind of like how Steve has his uh, crafting table up here, just like in the background. Uh, and the Savvy Stylus will grab a random item from storage and toss it forwards in an arc. These nice. items can include shoes, various tops and bottoms, purses, or other accessories. Each different item is pulled straight from the Stylus Savvy Games, and the different types of them will be tossed forwards in different arcs with damage values, making this a difficult move to predict. Kind of similar how Mr. Game Watch's chef special works, where he's shooting off different kinds of food at different uh, angles. By repeatedly tapping the special button, the seven self will continue to throw items from her wardrobe until she runs out. Each item toss will consume one inventory stock. Side special is called Rolling Garments. A rolling rack will appear next to the savvy self filled with various garments on, on hangers. The Savvy Stylist will then run in place shortly before jumping onto the rack's frame and rolling forwards with it. The rack can roll forwards for like about three quarters the length of Final Destination when used on the ground, but when used on the air, it's only going to go half the distance of Battlefield, so significantly worse. By default, there are three garments on the rack, with each garment consuming one inventory slot. By charging up the move, the Savvy Stylist will load up the rack with up to ten total garments. The more garments load on the rack, the more damage the attack will do, as more clothing equals more damage. If the Savage Stylist doesn't have more doesn't have more than three inventory available, then the move cannot be charged at all. And the same is true if the Savage Stylist only has more than two inventories. But in addition, the attack will be weaker than normal, because there's less clothes on the rack again. Oh. The F special is called T-Rope. To put it simply... It's a tether recovery because she tied clothing together in a rope. <laughs> Simple explanation, but the more wordy version is thus. The savvy styles will do a short hop into the air as she ties together various tops and bottoms in what would pass for a rope. You know, in the classic uh, thing where the kid ties their blankets together and throws it out the window so they can leave out their bedroom window. It's, it's like that. The T-Rope acts as a tether for the Savage Stylist, and if it makes contact with the platform, it will pull her up to it. 
if it instead makes contact with a fighter, then not only will it pull the Stavistos up to them, but the Stavistos will then use the opposing fighter like a springboard and leap further up into the air. <clears throat> Following such a move, the Stavistos is capable of using this move one additional time before they must land on the ground. T-Broke will consume five inventories. However, the Stavistos only has one through four. She can still use the attack, but it will be considerably shorter because, again, less close. For the down special, this move is called Try This On. The Savvy Styles will take out a fashionable top and hold it in front of her. If an opponent hits the garment with a close melee attack, the Savvy Styles will counter the strike and force the top over their head and make them wear it. I just want you to imagine <laughs> some characters like Ridley wearing a fancy dress. Yes, I do enjoy this. For some characters, this may look rather awkward, yet more importantly, it's also quite humorous. At this point, the Tempest Stylist has two options. One, disengage from the opponent and walk away. The opponent will be trapped in the garment for a short time, allowing for the Tempest Stylist to either follow up with another attack or to run away. Option two, press the special button again. Up to three times even. Doing this while the Tempest Stylist forces the fighter to pose in three different modeling poses, one's one per each press of the special button, with each pose dealing additional damage to the opponent. Kind of like when you do a grab and you can just do like that basic hit against them instead of doing a throw. After the third pose, the garment will break and the opponent will be freed. Each use of this move, successful or not, will consume one inventory. Nice. Final Smash is called Styling Star, named after the most recent game. A stylistic star will explode out in front of the Savvy Stylist and pull any opposing fighters in its range into itself before it disappears and transitions into a cinematic. The trapped fighters will now find themselves in a dressing room surrounded by various bits of clothing, accessories, makeup, and oh right, the Savvy Stylist, who is ready to transform them into a star. <laughs> a cloud of smoke will appear as the Savvy Stylist blitzes around the fighter, applying various touch-ups to their appearance and putting them in different outfits. The scene will transition again to a runway where each fighter will be forced to show their stuff as the photographers take an unending amount of photos as they change outfits in an instant on the stage. The damage keeps on coming with this final smash as the fighters take constant hits while the Savvy Stylist is giving them their makeovers and then with each flash of the photographer's cameras. The final smash will finally come to a close as the trap fighters collapse dizzily to the ground before being blasted away from the savvy stylist. Do I know anything about fashion? No. Was this difficult to write? Yes. Was it fun? Oh you yeah. Gotta know and it was. <laughs> I had so much fun making this character. Oh. It's been one that's been on your docket for literally several years. Yeah. Ever uh, since uh, the OST for Ultimate uh leaked out and was posted on youtube and i found out that uh a song from the game was in ultimate and mm -hmm. people were kind of upset it's like why is there music from this game in smash it was like i'm gonna make a character you guys are gonna cry yeah 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 uh, she she would have been upset at their smell i suppose yes, uh probably <laughs> <laughs> that's great though i mean the showcase uh move i know that was part of your kind of general idea for a long time too and yep. you're able to make it blossom so that that's pretty cool that was entertaining also this is the first time that i've ever heard that this was done 
at the time of recording. So that's even extra special. Yep. Uh, it was like a live unveiling. I didn't know what to expect that. I didn't expect that. <laughs> that's why I did it this way. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Sweet. All right. So that's uh, my showcase. Now you have a second one that is considerably shorter than what we've already done. Yeah, I kind of made it be that way. <laughs> Honestly, when we when we present complicated characters like Ocelot and Savvy Silas, our second showcase kind of has to be something simpler. Yeah, and mine is. I mean, it's it's the character that I often see in my mind every living moment of my life, the tap dancing monkey from Rhythm Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, these smiling, dancing primates are friends with Rhythm Girl from Rhythm Heaven. True to their name, they know how to bust a move amongst the best tappers this side of Rhythm Heaven. Stick to the beat, and these monkeys might just be your next best pal. If you really want to. So, these are enemies. These are enemies oh. in on Smashtopia. Uh, they're kind of unintentional foes. Like, they don't mean to really get in your way or impede or hurt you, but they do. So... The monkeys move specifically through dance and nothing more. So you're you're walking through an adventure, a, like a deep, dark cavern, and then suddenly a couple of stylistically, like 2D cartoon-looking monkeys appear, and they're they're in lockstep with each other, tap dancing. Um, they fit a particular pattern that keen players will learn to read. So to best best them, you should be predicting their next move ahead of time. If a monkey lets out a soft cry. They dance one step to the right. So if they're like, if they let out a soft cry and clap their hands, they'll dance one step to the left. So if they're like, then they move to the left. If they make two cries, they'll dance two steps to the right. So if they're like, if they make two cries and two claps simultaneously, they'll dance two steps to the left. So like, if they yell while raising their arms, they'll jump. They can yell up to three times, which equals the number of jumps they'll take. So while in midair, like as they're jumping, they can change their movement into a tap dance left or right as well. So if they're, they've are they yelled and they're in the air and they just do a standard ooh, they can move to the left or the right. Um. <laughs> okay. And they'll appear in groups of two or three rather commonly. Um. So they're dancing fiends. They don't mean to hurt you, but they don't know when to stop. Uh, these rhythmic primates know how to move with a beat in their step, literally. Get caught up in their dance and get stomped on. The monkey's movements can ground you into the earth before raising you back out skywards in a combo. They could do the same with their fanciful come down from the dancey jump. So other, as they're coming down, they can stomp on you. Um, yeah. So that made me such a proud... Monkey's uncle. Uh huh. Yeah, it was a good old time. I imagine they would be very disjointed to fight against as enemies because they're not following standard uh, enemy movement patterns in the slightest. Yep, they they're kind of random and they, they they do adopt a pattern, so you can kind of keep out to that, keep an eye out for it. But yeah, they're they're very different from other enemies in the way that they move. All right. Yeah. Well, well, here, yeah. here's, here's a funny note. That is the first enemy that has been now showcase. Wow. Yeah. Nice. 
And now for something else that we've never done a showcase of. Wow. A Pokemon. Oh. Because they're prior to, like, as, because we've only been doing the showcases starting with last season, and there were four things that had never had a showcase done. Enemies, bosses, event matches, and Pokemon. Event matches, well, they've kind of been replaced by Spirits and Smash. But hey, we're getting mm-hmm. our first enemy and our first Pokemon done in our showcase already. Huzzah, let's get it done. <laughs> but what Pokemon? There's over a thousand of them now. Well, I'll tell you a couple things. Scarlet and Violet are out. So I want to do one of the new Gen 9 Pokemon. And I'll tell you something else. I haven't even written this one yet. So whereas <laughs> the, the, the Savvy Stylus is written and ready to post, this Pokemon yeah. I haven't even written but I know oh exactly God. how they're going to work, because it's obvious. <laughs> They'll be okay. uploaded in a few days. It's fine. I can do... We know, we both know how to do quick turnaround from ideas to writing them to posting them. Mm-hmm. We're very yeah. good at that. Yes, we but are. But as for which Pokemon, well, it's one that became a member of my team going through Scarlet and Violet, which, by the way, I'm nearly done with. <laughs> It is Tinkaton, uh, oh. the new fairy okay. steel Pokemon, also kind of known as the Amy Rose. Uh, it's just a little, little little pink guy with a big <laughs> fucking hammer. I love not, it. It's not, great. Not Shrewdle? No. <laughs> but uh, Tinkaton, what they what they do as a Pokeball Pokemon is very simple. They're going to be using the move Gigaton Smash, or Gigaton Hammer, I think is actually what it's called. But they're going to be smashing with it. Uh, and they can actually use this move in one of two ways when they're summoned. And whichever way it's used is some calculation that the game will figure out because I'm not a programmer. But first option that they'll do is they'll just like do a jump up into the air and then spin and then drop the hammer down. Just do a straight up smash with the hammer. Diving to just what the animation more or less looks like in Pokemon, but with a bit of a higher jump. The other way they can use this attack is that instead of jumping and smash with their hammer, they're going to swing with it. So they'll spin it sideways, uh, going a relatively short distance along the platform. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I imagine them swinging the hammer uh, up to three times. And at that point, they would stop. So theoretically, they could hit somebody multiple times with it before they get launched farther away. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's something that would be easily chained. So you're not going to be, like, caught in the attack as they're spinning. It's just, like, if you're unfortunate enough to that you could also theoretically be hit twice. Probably not three times, though. But each hit's going to hit hard, because it's a gigantic fucking metal hammer that is held together by scraps and welding. And it's amazing. And I'm a fan of Tinkaton. I named mine Ayla after Chrono Trigger. I was going to name it (laughs) Pebbles off of the Flintstones. I was like, wait, no, Ayla. Well played. I should have known. I should have known because I've seen that Pokemon quite a bit in, in some of your screenshots and stuff. So It's a favorite. It's a favorite nice. for me. Nice, nice, I don't know if it's my favorite of the, of the entire gen, but it's a favorite. Very good. And and I'm taking it you went with Coco as your starter. I did. I did. I heard that you can really kind of mow through most of the game with Coco, Like it's apparently an OP... I mean, you can go through the game with borderline anything with a full team. Uh, My team, though, Mm -hmm. has a particular weakness to ground types. 
Oh, nice. three, three of them are weak to ground, and the rest of them aren't exactly strong against ground. <laughs> the only two of mine that have moves that are good against ground are the are the ones that are also weak to ground. It's like, well... Nice. I'll make sure to get that um, Paldean Whooper Evo on my team, then. That's also on my team. Oh, nice. Oh, and the fake tentacle as well that lives on the land and kind of scares me. I considered it, but I don't have a grass type on my team, actually. Oh, nice. Well, maybe I can trade you over a Mount Meowskirata. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, I think it's time that we now actually get into the main topic of the episode that we're halfway through the episode. Uh, Takamaru... <laughs> The Samurai Supreme uh, yep. of the NES days who fought aliens and defended some castles. He's here. Sakurai likes him. We like him. And we're going to make a moveset for this guy. He's, yeah. he's only appeared in... Outside of Smash, he's only been in three games. His own, Samurai Warriors 3, and Captain Rainbow. Captain Rainbow. <laughs> And then there's We're... a mini game in Nintendo Land based off of his game, but he's not in it. Really made you think for a while that they were they were looking for a revival themselves in Nintendo, randomly putting a, a Takamaro based yeah, game honestly. in Nintendo Land, having him in Captain Rainbow, which was a cult hit in Japan and, and a pretty decent game, and he was treated with respect in that game too. Which not all characters Birdo were. Um, he's also just like yeah. it sounds like NES <laughs> Nintendo characters. He's pretty notable. Yeah. He, he's I, I, well. I was going to say that, like, because uh, we mentioned him in our NES Smash episode, that yeah. at the time his game was pretty popular in Japan. But yeah. when compared to like Mario and Metroid and Zelda, his game just never went anywhere. Like all of them did. He kind of got left behind. Yeah, which I mean, not not to be too blasé, but I, it's a it's a samurai. It's a game about a samurai released in Japan that was fairly popular. So I don't know why. I mean, it's just so natural to consider making sequels. Yeah. And to me, it, it writes itself, too. I mean, from the start, it's a more action like Zelda. It's Zelda, but characters are coming at you constantly like it's a freaking bullet hell game. Yeah. Um, and just it's less dungeon exploration because you actually have, like, a path to go around. Yeah. So it's action-adventure, but you lean on the action a little harder. Um, it's, it's a good game. It's ridiculous and, and hard like a lot of NES games are but it's good and, yeah. he, and he's a he's a cool he's a he has a cool look um I, I get why Sakura would be interested in him maybe one day but in the meantime at least we can make a move set for him hell yeah Takamaru the Hawk Samurai go for it all right so let's get into it interesting animation uh I, I will go ahead and preface that like unlike Revolver Ocelot and Simon Silas I don't know about you, but what I came up with for Takamura was very simple in comparison. Just, like, across the board simple. And you know what? Some characters are allowed to be fucking simple. So it's fine. Yeah. Not I, everything I would is going to be so, big and so. grandiose. I mean, even compared to King Boo, our last episode, a little little more straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. All well, right. for the entrance, simple enough, keep it as simple... Tuck Marner will simply walk out onto the stage with one hand on his katana, ready to draw it. I decided okay. to basically just take like his uh, his walking animation from the game. Just, like he just walked to the stage with that animation, done. Cool. Okay. 
Good. That, that's a that's a good one. Mine is. It also pulls from the game, but more more specifically, a reference to one of the scrolls that he has. So Takamaru appears in a puff of smoke and Sakura petals, decloaking from an invisibility scroll while he draws his katana. So I don't know which one we want to go with. I mean, they they both draw from the game in different angles. I mean, I like yours where he just rolls up. I don't know. I considered a smoke bomb type thing, but um, <laughs> I, I like the idea of an invisibility potion. Or not, Was it a potion or was it a scroll? It's a scroll. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I like the idea. I'm just going to tweak it a little bit. An image of the scroll, it's just in the air. It just appears, and then Takamaru comes into view. Because like the scroll wore off. Mm-hmm. I could see that, too. Um, I will kind of preface this. This is not the only place in my moveset where an invisibility scroll is used. <laughs> well, so it's maybe... not in mine. Okay. Maybe to make it simpler... Um... For, yeah, we can revisit this. Maybe go with yours for now. Okay. Okay. Well, Kirby then. hat. Kirby hat. Ponytail. Yeah, I, I got Kirby growing his thick head of hair ponytail thing. Yeah. And. And a miniature katana. What do you no? What do you call the red thing that he wears? Like what? What is that called? I know. I just made a move said about a fashion character, but I don't know fashion. So what <laughs> is that called? Whatever that red cloak vest-like thing is, yeah, Kirby wears his own version of that. That's what I have written. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't know what it's called. Is it a kimono? Is it a kimono? What? What? No, it's not. It's it, to his me, is... it's a fucking vest or a jacket. He... I don't what know. Is... What is a samurai? A hakama. It's a hakama. Okay. There I thought we go. those were the pants. They are the pants. Those are the pants. So it's a Hakama, which he is wearing, yes, but also a, what is this, a sleeveless jacket with exaggerated shoulders. Is this what we're looking for? Yes, it is a, it's called a Kataginu. You're going to need to fucking spell that for me. K-A-T-A-G-I-N-U. Okay. Lord Shimura wears one of those, too. Okay, there it goes. <laughs> it's a little bit different from what I'm seeing that from what he wears to the to the results I'm getting in the Google, but you know, different styles. But cool. And who knows now if I we're know even that right word. at this point? But yes, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. You're you're the you're one of the few Japan experts I thought I knew, and you don't know, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not sure. But yeah, that's uh, my Kirby hat. Okay, yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> All right. It's taunt time. Taunt. Yeah, it is. So, what's your first taunt? My first taunt is Takamaru holds a firm, offensive stance, holding his katana over one of his shoulders with both hands while saying, Witness the warrior's soul. So, I'm thinking Ghost of Tsushima here. I think it's kind of... I forget which pose this is. It's been a while. The second stance you get in the game. Stone. That, yeah. So it's, it's stone stance. The shield stance, yeah. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, I actually don't have any dialogue in mind, so I figured I'd keep him quiet in a yes, you know, and we also have Jen, yep. who's not quiet. But mm-hmm. uh, for my first time, I have a jealous spirit will appear oh, nice. and fly around Takamaru's head. 
Takbara will aim his blade carefully and slash the spirit in two as he disappears. That's a good one. Cool. Very good. Nice. Uh, Takamaru bends his katana at his side. So just casual circle before sheathing it for a moment. And while doing so, he says, my blade shall bring us victory. See, I wasn't going to have it be a dialogue heavy character either at first. And then I witnessed all of this ridiculous dialogue from Samurai Warriors 3. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> I was fair like, enough. oh my god. It's like the Fire Emblem characters always having some ridiculously cheesy thing to say. Yeah. And I'm like, I enjoy this. This is entertaining to me. Okay. <laughs> well, my, my second yeah. taunt is, you know, as basic as it can fucking get, he sheaths his katana and looks back over his shoulder as the wind blows through his hair. Classic. Yeah, classic. Gotta go for those kinds sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't fault you. So, my last taunt. Uh, something in, in Murasami Castle, the game, you know, Takamaro has shogi pieces that he collects. Shogi being a kind of tile-based game. The um, Japanese equivalent for chess, more or less. Yeah, correct. So, um, in Murasame, you can upgrade shogi pieces to, to like collect them and upgrade your equipment that's not happening in this move set to preface this that's like a little Good. much but i do reference it in this taunt takamaru studiously sorts through his shogi pieces as one would kind of like a deck of cards who's mulling through them done okay for my last taunt i had takamaru will draw his katana and practice swinging it a couple times as lightning will spark from his blade, referencing uh. the lightning scroll that he has. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. The Inazuma lightning, the Kabuto helmet. Good times. Yes. Yes. Victory poses now. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Shall I go then? Yes, you shall. Okay. <sighs> Takamaru slashes forward twice. So, boom, boom. And while shouting, another enemy falls to my blade. The enemy! <laughs> uh, and then he poses exactly as he does on the cover of Mystery of Mishama Castle. So he's holding his sword up like this, which I believe is also a stance in Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, the wind flowing through his garbs and hair. Stone right. stamp. Yep. His, uh, his art for Samurai Wars is also very similar to that. Yeah, at least he's holding yep. sort of the same way. He's just standing in a different stance. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my first victory pose uh, has a cardboard ninja pulled straight out of Nintendo Land's Takamaru's Ninja <laughs> Castle uh, will appear in the results screen before several shurikens are thrown at it from the foreground. The cardboard ninja will then fall over as the camera pans back to reveal Takamaru looking at the cardboard ninja with disdain. <laughs> nice that's a good one that's entertaining uh i wish i thought of something nintendo land wise that's a good one um my second victory pose a small shadow appears in front of takamaru so like a little circular the hedgehog? Shadow. <laughs> have you heard the the latest on shadow oh my god he has a gun now yeah. Uh, no, so a small shadow, <laughs> just literally a circular shadow appears on the ground in front of Takamaru. 
who leans down to inspect it. When he when he crouches down to inspect it, uh, Tanuki pops out, like standing on on two legs. Tom the two back. acknowledge one another. Close enough, yes. Uh, I'm imagining a Tanuki with like a little red scarf and and yeah, a yeah, the hat, like yeah. Correct, yeah. And then the two acknowledge one another with a smile and a nod before the Tanuki leaps in a backwards loop and puffs away, disappears. Okay. Done and done. For my second victory pose, I have Takamaru will leap and spin through the air as he swings his katana around himself before landing and making a final swipe of his katana towards the camera. Yeah, I mean, I like those dynamic po- those, those dynamic victory poses. So cool. Yep. Last but not least, Takamaro turns towards the camera and says, I take your leave before walking towards the sunset. All right. Oh, he chases his katana. There you go. Of course, of course. He doesn't leave it in the camera's face. No, no, no. (laughs) For my final one, Takamaro will land down from above and spin so that his back is towards the camera for looking back over the shoulder once more. Okay, cool. Done. Done. Done and done. Yeah, what's... Fuck. (laughs) Fairly simple uh, overall, but that might make it more difficult. Yep. So what are we thinking off the start? Um, Hmm. I like, any... the, I like the idea of the shuggy pieces. I do wonder if it's better as a tunnel or if it's better as a victory pose. Because with a victory pose, he could be like sitting or like knee, uh, on his knees on the stage and having like the shuggy pieces out in front of him on the ground. That, like, yeah, that's true. That's true. That would be a good victory pose. I, I wouldn't be opposed to making it a victory pose. Uh, definitely. Uh, that, that, that works fine by me. Uh, a taunt also, I mean, I'm not really attached to the taunt either which way. So, I mean, you're you're getting this full spread as a victory post. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I think it uh, shows the shogi pieces better in that, that way. I agree. And I and I think out of all of my everything, the, all six of these, that, that's my strongest one. So, yeah, that's, that is good. Um, are there any from your end that you're particular towards? Uh, victory poses wise, the ninja. It's a complete oh, yeah, yeah, reversal yeah, yeah, yeah. with the camera, so I love that mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, it's simple, but I like the the katana swinging with the lightning sparking. Even if you know whether the lightning scroll is referenced later or not on a move is a question that we come up with later. But either way, I think that's a cool thing to have for the taunt. Uh, and yeah. I also just like you know the jealous spirit, and he just kills it. I agree. I think the Jealous Spirit and the Ninja are the strongest on your end because they you refer to unique traits from Takamura's history that, that I hadn't thought of. Uh, so I'd like to fast-track those. The Lightning, too, I'm, I'm fine with. It's actually a fairly, as you move along in the game, a fairly integral part of the of the kind of move kit game. for him in, yeah. in the game. Yeah. So I'm cool with that. Um, so that's what? Two taunts and two victory poses? Yep. We got one more for each. What you thinking? Uh, what am I thinking? I am thinking that, um, uh, if we were to go with any of my victory poses, I know that Tanuki references something from the game specifically, and that's cool. 
But at the same time, I kind of like the the box art one and the just taking your leave and walking away one a little more uh, out of, from mine. And as for yours, um, we went with what was it so far? The cardboard ninja. The, the cardboard ninja. And then on my end, we went with. It's hard to remember everything because it, it's kind of a it's a little homogenous, right? Like yeah. we're 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 doing. So can you remind right. me what? Actually, yeah. I was going to ask you to remind me what the animation was before he strikes his stance from the box art. Okay, yeah, he he slashes forward twice, so he's slashing in one direction and then the other. Uh, he does have a quote: "Another enemy falls to my blade. We don't need to use it." He can be a silent character. That's something else we could talk about. Uh, and then he poses, and then he swipes once, swipes twice, and then gets back into the stance. Uh, we can also workshop that. I'm kind of feeling <clears throat> combining two here, taking the yeah. ending part of that where he's in that stance, but the animation being uh, him landing down from above and then standing back, like, lands down, <laughs> Spins, strikes that pose where he's holding the sword, and I'm looking at the camera, yeah. and having like the wind kind of uh, brush by. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I think, uh, especially since Samurai Warriors acknowledged it too, it'd be a cool nod to to towards the box art and a uh, little more dynamic using the first half being with yours. So yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So there's two victory poses and, and two taunts. Or is it three, three victory poses? We have three and two. victory poses. Okay, 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 okay. Unless, oh, right. unless you wanted to do the walking away one instead of shogi for a victory pose. Nope. Nope, I'm cool with the, with the shogi. Okay. Then we just need yep. our last taunt. Okay. Um, so right now we have lightning. We have, what's the other one again? Jealous spirit. Jealous spirit. Okay, perfect. Uh... Then again, my other ones are just the various sword poses, and then I then I guess the Tanuki one could supposedly be a taunt. Uh, on your end, we have what was it again? Just the him turning his back and looking over his shoulder. Oh, want to make a Tanuki? <laughs> I was I was kind of thinking the Tanuki, yeah. Okay, it's like the Tanuki, well, Tanuki like pops out of the ground, kind of like I don't know what do they. What what is it they're doing for a taunt for this with the Tanuki? Oh, he was he was crouching down, looking at the Tanuki, and they both nod at each other before the Tanuki disappears. What's the victory pose? Right. It could be something. Yeah, I mean that that could be fairly quick as an animation. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think probably just like make it a tiny bit faster. He doesn't kneel down. He just looks down at him. I was actually yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. Well, so there's our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Done deal. All right. You're a Korok now. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't give me any presents. <laughs> I, I just got to put this out there for anybody that may or may not be listening. Somebody needs to make a GIF for like a streamer to use or whatever <laughs> that is a Korok on a motorcycle. And instead of saying, Yahaha, you found me, it says, Yamaha. <laughs> I, this idea that? has been in my head for like a week, and I needed to get it out there to somebody. And so now I've gotten it out there to the world. It's a way for me now. Somebody can take that and run with it. My God. 
What the hell? I don't know. Okay. I don't Man, know. I thought that I was on something. I had a dream that a, that a adult male lion was in my backyard. That was me. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was, it was Lion Skid himself. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the actual moveset now for Takamaru. Yes. That might be the quickest we've ever done Taunts and Victory Poses. It took us like 10, 15 minutes. That is fine by me, considering yeah. the history. Yeah. That is fine by me. Holy cow. Woo! Cool. All right. So, standard spe standard special. I think I'll go ahead and kick off with these. Uh, mm -hmm. My standard special is actually a two-in-one. Because okay. depending on what's happening, he'll use one move or the other. So first off, if a projectile is coming towards him, he'll use deflect. Hold his sword up just at the right timing, and the projectile will deflect off the blade and go right back towards its sender. No additional speed, no additional damage. Just the exact projectile sent back. Alternatively, if there is no projectile in front of Takamaru, he will just throw a kunai. The kunai is very fast, low damage, low knockback, uh, and you can't like chain hits like you can with like Fox's Blast or anything. But it is it is speedy, not as speedy as you know like an ocelot shot, but it's a speedy projectile. You uh, well I don't know why his camera is doing that, but that's weird. Sorry. Um, to be transparent. I cover the camera when I blow my nose because no one needs to see that. I have allergies. Oh, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. So, um, with that being said, yay seasonal changes in the weather affecting the sinuses, you know, etc. Uh, standard special for, for me is the multi-directional pinwheel knife rook attack. What? <laughs> You know, you heard me. Takamaru unleashes trademark multi-directional pinwheel knife rook attack. <laughs> um, this is what Sakurai called his assist trophy um, move in, in the Smash Four days. Sword? Yes. Okay. Which which Sakurai called? called called a windmill sword? But now when I'm looking up that term, it this thing doesn't exist. So like, I don't know what drugs he's on with that one. Like this, this isn't a real thing. Like I recognize that weapon. But that's not what this is. We'll call it the windmill sword, but for the sake of the discussion at hand, it's the multi-directional pinwheel knife rook attack. <laughs> he, he called it that on me on me verse. Um, attack. attack. A tap of the special attack button will have Takamaru release these projectiles. Um, and, and, you know, from the assist trophy as well as the game, they, they tr generally travel in each cardinal direction. So you, un you, you unleash them in front of you, behind you, above you, and below you. Um, if the player tilts the control stick in a diagonal just after pressing that special input, Takamaru will instead throw them in an X-shaped diagonal. They travel about as swiftly as Mega Man's gear and deal about the same amount of damage as well, though they don't, like, drive through the opponent and garner more damage. They just disappear once they hit them. Uh, so they're a clean-cut, one-and-done hit. Uh, the attack cannot be charged, but it can be used pretty pretty quickly with little to no lag between uses. Kind of the 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 offset being that they're, they're relatively weak and 
Um, yeah. Okay. Multi-directional pinwheel knife work attack. Or the windmill sword. <laughs> For the plebs. Because <laughs> like he, he th- his assist throw, he throws them in an X pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my side special, fireball. You know, he can shoot fireballs in his game, which is kind of weird. But he'll shoot a fireball. Uh, it'd be a bit bigger than you know Mario Luigi's fireballs. It's just gonna travel in a straight line. Uh, not super fast, not super slow. It's, you know, about medium pace, medium damage. Mm-hmm. Fairly standard. I, like I mentioned, I kept things pretty simplistic. That's fair. That's fair. For now. Mine is for now. For now. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Oh. Well, I could see where that's going. Uh, my side special is is also a fireball, but it's Will-O-Wisp. So the upgraded version of the fireball, which we may be seeing in your moveset, apparently. Uh, <clears throat> Takamaro releases a gathering of Will-O-Wisp fireballs that worth forward several feet before disintegrating. Uh, the projectile moves a little slower than the than the pin, than the windmill sword does, but it's larger and dishes out more damage. Uh, charge the attack, and the will o' wisp will grow larger. It'll travel further and deal more damage, although its traveling speed remains about the same. Fairly simple as well, and I and I recognize the fireball projectile. I just decided to do the upgraded version. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like so far you're doing the upgrade versions for all things, and I'm not doing the upgrade version at all. It's like and I, I also mentioned like none of mine are chargeable. Like not, none of my things are chargeable. They're straight up just like focusing on like quick projectile hits is what I is where I took my basis. Right, right. That's fair. For my up special, I call this Rising Sun. Okay. It's you know again we're keeping things pretty simple. It's basically a uh, sure you can sword attack. He leaps up into the air while swinging his sword. Uh, There's a little bit of forward momentum, not a whole lot. Um, it's probably honestly fit, probably come somewhat comparable to Mars Dolphin Slash. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not quite sure how I would differentiate it. Maybe. Um, Maybe like a little bit less force momentum because you know Dolph Slash like it gives you like a pretty decent curb, so maybe mm-hmm. just like a little bit less than that or something, or faster oh. or something. I don't really know. Yeah, I mean that's a move I could see him doing. Yeah. So it's a it's it's a pretty decent straightforward up, recovery. Up special was hard to come up with. It was, and that's why mine is maybe take took took too many liberties. We will see. <laughs> My up special is called Hawk in Flight. Because Taka means hawk in Japanese. So Takamaru is literally the hawk samurai. So that's where kind of the craziness came from. Takamaru centers his katana on himself, so he's holding it like this. Before spiraling upwards, surrounded by the blue and red ethereal spirit of a large hawk. It looms over his back and looks like it's giving him wings while he takes flight. The player is able to influence his trajectory, kind of like a whirlpool or a tornado. So he travels about as far as Marth's Dolphin Slash and dishes out similar piercing damage too, with the added bonus of wind damage from the momentum of the hawk's wings. Uh, the move can be charged, and if it is charged, he will deal. He will move about 1.2 times quicker 
and further and dish out a little more damage too. Also at full charge, the hawk will screech, kind of like in Falcon Punch. Okay. <laughs> it's a thing that happened. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. Thing. I don't hate it. Yeah. No, me either. Me either. Me either. It's uh, more creative than Dolphin Slash, but with a rising sun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So for my death special, it's Windmill Sword! <laughs> come on. Come on. Nice. Uh, so for this, Takamura's going to throw a Windmill Sword. It's going to go in a straight line in front of him. But uh, unlike the Kunai, this is going to move a little bit slower. But it's going to do more damage. It's also going to be capable of dealing multiple hits to opponents. It's not just going to like hit an opponent and stop. It's going to go right through them unless it like, hits a shield. Then obviously you know it's going to stop the shield. But mm -hmm. it'll just keep going through, so it can hit multiple opponents until it gets to the end of its range. And that's just one instead of the instead of the X yeah, shape. Just one. Okay. Just one. Okay, I gotcha. For I gotcha. Now. Oh, for yeah, for for now. Wow. Goddamn. <laughs> okay, my down special is Inazuma Lightning. Takamaru dons the Kabuto helmet. And stabs his katana skywards. Then the sword is struck by lightning. Not Takamaru himself, but the sword is. The trajectory of the lightning carries itself with about as much damage and distance as Pikachu's thunder. But if Takamaru connects a foe between his blade and the lightning strike, so if they're standing next to Takamaru, he stabs upwards. They come with the blade, and then lightning strikes them, and the blade hits them at the same time. Very high chance of a critical hit. Done. Okay. My final smash is called Inazuma no Ikari, which, if my translation is correct, is Wrath of Lightning. Mm. Yeah. Takamaru will hold his sword up. Lightning <laughs> will strike it. <laughs> and then lightning will spark off from the sword in all directions. So it's going to be shooting sparks all around, kind of like moving out. Just hit, can you hit like... Not exactly randomly, but not exactly targeting towards other characters specifically. But think like an electro ball type of type of thing, where it's just like the lightning is going all around, uh, yeah. dealing hits. Um, you're not you're not chained into anything. Uh, it's more like you would bounce around off of it, kind of like Bowser Junior's uh, paint final smash that he has in Smash Four and Ultimate. Um, it, it, it's the basic concept for I just didn't... I considered it being a cinematic, but I didn't really want to do that. So I'm not quite sure visually how it should look and perform with this setup. Of, like, if the lighting should, like, be focused in a certain way or not. But I, I wanted to have it... I, it just felt like the most fun of Smashing to me. Because it's, like, his most powerful technique in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And Okay, it's, it's a good move. It's just funny that we aligned in that way. Uh, the final smash for me is is called Kaminari Murasami. Takamaru slashes across the stage at about the distance of Battlefield. This doesn't trigger any cinematics or anything. It's not like it marks critical hit either. What happens is he slashes across the stage at about the distance, and then he goes again in the opposite direction a little bit higher, and again and again and again and again and again, until he's covered this area in zigzagged cut lines like it kind of looks like the stage is almost made of paper where it's been cut and there's like these little gray 
holes mm -hmm. just peering over the seams. Uh, so those hit by Takamaro during this ascent, I mean, they're going to be deal dealt out some pretty decent damage. Uh, and the cut lines diss out little bits of damage if you touch them too, because like the fight's still going on while he's doing this. Uh, as Takamaro begins to fall, so once he's finished those initial strikes and begins to fall, uh, he, see, he sheaths his blade while in midair. And when he does so, those cut lines become thick lines of lightning that burst out. Kind of like a lightning orb, if you will. Uh, <laughs> bursting out a little little, little bit in like these thick globs. And they dish out really heavy damage to, to people that are hit by it. Done. Okay. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. We gotta get into that extra skill, though. We do. My extra skill is called Secret Technique. So there's power-ups in yeah. Takamaru's game, which change how his projectiles function. Mm -hmm. It's pretty pretty obvious where we're going with this. Now, um, when, I, when I was trying to watch the game, there's not, there's, there's not a lot of footage of this game after that I could really try and access and watch. So I kind of just had to um, make up a lot of the power-ups here uh, as I went for it. So this is the meter, uh, extra skill. You're building it up. Uh, and then once you choose to uh, activate it, Takamaru is going to have these upgrades for his specials, not for a set amount of time, but for an X amount of uses. So he can use these upgraded forms for five special moves. That said, it will expire if he lets too much time pass before he uses it all. But for the but deflect, will move will uh, increase the speed and damage of projectiles now. The kunai will now throw three at a time instead of one, so it's just like a quick thunk thunk thunk, uh, all together at one go, so they can hit one, multiple one opponent three times. The fireball is now being thrown instead of like being larger or more damaging. It's now thrown three in a spread shot. Uh, Rising sun. Will do more damage and go up higher in the air and also gains a little bit of a fire uh, element to it. Rising Sun. Uh, and then the Windmill Sword, instead of being thrown in an X pattern, will, once it's reached its maximum uh, distance, it will hang in the air a bit, and like, so still doing damage in that spot before it returns like a boomerang back towards Takamaru. So kind of like uh, Pyra and Pyra's uh, side special, yeah. in a way. Yeah. Yeah, and he can use um, any combination of five of those uh, until the power up expires and his specials are back to their default values. Nice, nice. I, I like that. It's a, uh, it's not overpowered. I imagine. Is this like a? Is this a? What? What? Do I, how do I want to say? It? It's kind of like an inherent uh, additional skill similar to Arsene and Joker, or is this something you charge? No, yeah, it's it's like our sin Joker. Uh, it's a meter that, that is building up as you fight. Uh, part of me wanted to feel like it would build up a little bit more when you make hits with your projectiles, considering pretty much everything I build with him is projectile-focused, because uh, that's what it is in the game. He's got his sword, but then everything else is projectiles, and he has a good variety of them. So build yeah, the does. meter, uh, consume, then the pressing the extra skill is consumes the meter, basically. Mm -hmm. And then he mm -hmm. has these upgrades to his specials for... X amount of uses. I want it to be X use instead of just like X time to set him apart from like Joker. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, there's... Okay, this is a cool gimmick. It, it makes me think on 
both of our ends potentially there there's room to yeah, really I've, been, I've been trying to think of like with some of yours like okay if secret technique is kept how might i improve that move or something yeah yeah there there's elements of uh, we'll get to it yeah yeah we will. we will definitely get to it in the meantime my extra skill is a lot less ambitious it's the invisibility scroll i mentioned earlier uh takamaro bears an unfurled invisibility scroll uh you know it follows him so he becomes totally invisible save for his shadow and the occasional gleam of his silhouette like smash is done since since melee uh several seconds later the scroll appears again furls back up and disappears and takamaro becomes visible again he can use the scroll twice per stock i said just to make it fair maybe uh, two or three times I've considered invisibility as an extra skill for a few different characters at times, mm-hmm. but it's it's never been something that I've really pulled the trigger on because it's such invisibility is such a weird thing with Smash because the CPUs ignore it, they don't care, they know where you are, and then player characters they can see the shimmer, or if you have name tags turned on, it's like, well, we know you're there. Yeah, they need like, they need to kind of get it together. Yeah, that, uh, that's why the invisibility uh, item hasn't been back in a while. Because it's just kind of... Kind of shit, to be honest. <laughs> it's kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe we revisit potentially CPU referring to this role in the spirit intro. spirit battles sure. is fucking bullshit, though. Oh, fucking God. Fucking assholes. Yes. God, yeah. Like, they're One straight thing I... up invisible. They are. It's, it's ridiculous, some of those spirit battles. Um, one thing I should mention, mm-hmm. besides his extra skill, though, I do have another skill that I should probably mention. Like, you mean things like wall climbing and whatnot? Or not wall climbing, but like wall jumping? Yes, although this is more specific to the gameplay. Okay, because normally this we do that at the moveset unless it actually has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. And this is what I was thinking, because deflection is a part of Murasama Castle. Mm-hmm. It is something that I acknowledged in a way that similar to yours, but in a different area. So Takamaro's special trait is called Sword Mastery. Being an expert samurai, he has a keen ability to strike most projectiles out of thin air with his sword. So you think about how you can perfect parry in Ultimate. Uh, with a perfectly timed strike of his sword, you can deflect or destroy projectiles like Link's arrow, Samus's missiles, or Fox's blaster. Some projectiles, like bomb-bombs, still prove dangerous if Sword Mastery is engaged. Uh, others are just infallible, basically. Like, you're not going to deflect a projectile from a final smash. Okay, and, and I assume yeah. that, like, that would only be valid on when certain moves, like, uh, like neutral attack, dash attack, neutral aerial, and forward aerial, I would, or forward and back aerial, I would assume. Yeah, Actually, essentially maybe any... Like, maybe just neutral attack, neutral aerial. Yeah, just anywhere where it makes sense and it wouldn't be OP. Actually, I think we can incorporate that regardless of deflect well, being a standard. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think both should be there. I think it'd only be mm-hmm. one or the other, because mm-hmm. then it's kind of just like, why? <laughs> like, why is it there twice? It doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And does, so it, does it like does it re- actually reflect them back? Because or is it just like a block, kind of like how Link's shield can passively block things when he's not moving? Right. I had it down as as a as a deflection, so a block. Okay. Could be a reflection. I but, don't think. Yeah. I think reflection is too good on this like normal moves. Yeah. Yeah. Too yeah. fucking good. Yeah. But is this like like a Link shield block? 
I think that's vastly more acceptable. I agree. Okay. I agree. But now for the crux of the episode, if yes. you will. So let, let's get the easy decision out of the way here. Uh, Hawk and Flight is in. I agree. <laughs> get the easy one out of the way. Hawk and Flight is in. Okay. <laughs> and if Seek and if Seeker Technique is in, then we'll revisit Hawk and Flight and it's like, okay, how can we modify this? But I yeah. I think we have another easy decision to make, actually. What's that? Secret technique being in, considering invisibility scroll is kind of dead on the floor because I mean it's a it's a good idea for Murasami Castle and it's mm. important to the game, but you're right. Uh, I didn't really think about how ineffective invisibility is in Smash, and I don't think it would be a good move for that reason. That's why I was thinking it was a great for an interest animation. That's why, I, yeah, I was gonna say maybe we can revisit the interest animation. Uh, I would. Be I fine think... with it being the walk-in, and I'd be fine with it being the scroll. I mean, the uh, the other idea I had had was, you know, like whenever you're starting level in Takuma, or like the start of the game, you're walk Takuma walks past that it has like those little banners. My original mm -hmm. idea was going to be like he walks from outside of a banner. Yeah, but uh, I like the idea of the invisibility yeah, that... because it still gets that representation in there. Mm hmm. The the banner's a good idea too. Um, okay. <laughs> Damn. Uh, who knew we'd be deliberating over an entrance of all things? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm cool with either. I mean, if there's, so what? What are you feeling? Like just walking or the banner or? Okay, yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for the scroll. Yeah, that's that's what I've yeah. been saying. Like, do the invisibility. Okay, okay, okay. I gotcha. We'll save the banners for Nobunaga's ambition when we get to that series. In like seven years. Yeah. I did do a Nobunaga moveset on Mercurius a long time ago. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. So, Hawk and Flight, Secret Technique. We're not going to worry about um, changing Hawk and Flight with Secret Technique in mind just yet. We're going to save that for the end. Because now that we have Secret Technique, we have to keep in mind with all their specials, there's got to be something for it to improve. Whether that means we're just making the proposed move better, or we're taking uh, the move... Uh, we chose and making it weaker so that Secret Technique can make it better. Whichever yeah. we go for on these. Uh, right now, with our other moves, we, I have Deflect and Kunai and Standard Special where you have the Windmill Sword. I have, And then we both have Fireball and Side Special, but uh, mine's just normal, and then yours comes with the upgrade. So we'll basically, we'll choose which what upgrade we want the Fireball to have, more or less. And then Down Special, I have Windmill Sword, and you had... Inazuma. That's lightning. right. Inazuma yep. Lightning, which I basically made the Final Smash. And then you had. What What did you. The Final Smash you came up with, what is that from? Is that something you made? Is that from like Samurai Wars? I don't remember seeing that in Murasama Castle. It, it is. Um, it's very liberally taken from Samurai Warriors, where I. I rather loosely from Samurai Warriors, where it's his final Muso attack. Mm -hmm. But. I changed a lot of how it's executed. Okay. Turned it into a 2D plane thing to be, to basically. Right, right. Yeah. And I like yours as well. I mean, the final smash is kind of, it's not going to be affected by special technique. Maybe we should just knock that one out first. Yeah. I, I also have to say, I don't have, 
if we're doing secret technique, how could Inazuma Lightning be affected by secret technique on the down special? Because that's a that's a question I don't have an answer to. Yes, good point. Unless it, I mean, it could come down. Right now, it just hits the blade, right, and and so it's a little bit of a limited trajectory. Maybe this one, if it's upgraded, it surges through Takamaru like Pikachu, and the lightning explodes out by a few feet or something. I don't know. But then your your uh, final smash also incorporates basically the same idea right. as the down special. Both of our final smashes also incorporate lightning, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do. Uh, Takamaru, so your your final smash, could you remind me really quick um, what the execution looks like? Uh, it's a bit nebulous. Um, mm-hmm. I kept my notes fairly... <clears throat> Uh, light. low, yeah, fairly light because I didn't know like what was going to be taken out of this move set for the official one, uh, yeah. So I didn't want to get like too detailed, but basically, you know, okay, again, like he holds a sword up, lightning strikes it, which you know, if people are in the way of that lightning path, they're gonna be hit by that, but then from there, lightning sparks and it just basically shoots out, it doesn't just shoot out like one and done, it's shooting mm-hmm. out and sparking out in different directions, uh, doing yeah. different hits to, across the stage. Uh, it's not. A very big knockback attack. Uh, it's much more of like some light juggling, and then mm-hmm. damage. So it's not yeah. it's not a it's not a move that it's not a final smash that kills fighters. Uh, it's just okay, more focusing it. on doing higher damage if people are in the way of it. Okay, and I mean that's that's pretty valid. I mean that works. Uh, okay, so two thoughts here. Something like a lighter version of that attack could be the upgrade for the, my down special. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, though, I mean, I'm also fine with that just being the final smash. And then we just have two potential versions of the pinwheel to the windmill sword to think of over instead. So I, I'm pretty good with either. I mean, with the windmill, if we if we went with that, if because it sounds like you're saying. Uh, if we go with Inazuma no Ikari as Final Smash, then obviously it's out on down special. And it's like, okay, w- w- we both have Windmill Sword, but which version, basically which upgrade is Windmill Sword going to have? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be fired out on an X pattern? Or is it going to have that stop and come back? Personally, mm-hmm. I do kind of feel like, generally speaking, you know how I like to pull things from Source of Kills, which is possible. Uh, I do have the slight wonder if X pattern is too good. I don't mm. know. I don't know. Uh, it's an upgrade though, which makes it more of like, hey, you upgraded, so you get a cool upgraded thing. If it was a normal yeah. version, I would be like, ooh, X pattern on the normal hit, and then making it even better than that. It's like, ha, that's a lot. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I agree. At the same time, with the limit that you put on the special technique, um, I, I feel like we could potentially do both. But uh, if that's not what where you want to go with it, then it's fine. You're saying uh, both the X pattern and the stop and return like a like a boomerang? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, that's too much. <laughs> no. Yeah, and that's that's where I got. I mean, yeah, that's that's why I acknowledge the multi-directional pinwheel my frick attack. Um, since it's what he does now is the AT, and it's, again, as you said, canon to the source material, 
But at the same time, I mean, if you're if you feel pretty pretty good about your I mean, technique, which that's fine too. I, I mean, mean, I don't I'm mind cool the X pattern. I just wanted to bring yeah. up the question of like, is X pattern too powerful? I gotcha. Yeah, because it goes. That's in a multiple... lot of the screen to hit. That's a lot mm-hmm. of the screen. Mm-hmm. It is. It is a lot of the screen, and that's why it was fairly weak and and my standard special mm-hmm. to kind of to kind of make up for the fact that they are they're moving in so many directions right. uh but as a, but as an upgrade yeah you wouldn't want them to be weak right they should be mm-hmm. better in some form than their normal variant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i also another thing about i kind of like the idea that's like the normal version it fires straight but the upgraded version no longer fires straight and it fires at an x now so it's a different strategy you have to keep in mind when you're using it. Also true. Freaking hell. Um, it, it's so... My, because yours is a new version, that, that's... The, the utilization is obvious. It, 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 it would be a good strategy. And as you say, we see it with Pyro and Mithra's attacks, as, as an example. Um, and then, again, my version, with some workshopping, it's the canonical, canonical option. Like, if Sakurai were to put Takamaru in the game tomorrow... He would have this move, right? Um, so, do we want to say to ha- we and as we often have, by the way, do we want to say to hell with the cannon option, or do we go for it? I mean, I'm I'm cool either way. I'm fine with the cannon option because it's going to be limited use. Like you only get at mm-hmm. max five, and it's not going to be the highest damaging thing around. It's basically going to. Right. It's also the way I wrote it before. Windmills for at least for my windmill sword. I don't remember if yours was. Uh, like this or not, it's pretty much no knockback. I mean, not it's not no knockback, but it's a small amount of knockback. None yeah. of those projectiles, like the the kunai and the windmill sword, both for me were very low knockback. Fireball, it's a fireball. There's going to be mm-hmm. some more knockback on that. But you're not doing these moves for knockback. You're doing them for damage and for it, like field control, really. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. So you want to say down special pinwheel thing? Yeah, go and then it upgrade is the X. What the hell? What is that? Uh, that's that's a bug, sir. It is a bug, and I'm looking. I'm trying to figure out what kind of bug it is. Oh well, we'll we'll just leave it up to the gods. <laughs> Good luck with that. Thank you. I I'm very slightly worried. So where are we at now? Uh, now we are at let, let's let's figure out fireball. So we both have a fireball, but what is the fireball uh, upgrade? That's right. So yours were three in a row, right? Uh, no, no spread shot. Okay, like so... like, a, like. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Normally it's just one, but with this it's. Mhm. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good utility to have. Yeah, and then mine were were the will o wisp, you know, the the circular moving collective of fireballs. Mhm. Uh so I imagine that would move a little slower but dish out considerably more damage. So do we want a harder hitting move or do we want the spread? I'm actually kind of feeling the spread. I like the spread, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh although since the windmill sword is kind of a spread 
Yeah, I mean, that is a point in the Willow West's favor, um, but at the same time, the spread covers a different trajectory than the Windmill Sword does, so you're right. coming at a different angle. And I don't think it's going to go nearly as far. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, so I think it's fine, personally, if you if you want that route. All right. Okay, sweet. We we figured out the fireball. We did. <laughs> uh, so the only last thing to double check on, obviously, windmill sword in this case would be out of the standard special. Uh, so I have deflect slash kunai. Do you want to be deflect slash kunai, or do you want to just have kunai and then have the deflection be on the standard attacks? Because if I, because the reason why I put it as deflect slash kunai was mm-hmm. one to not have a down special counter, mm-hmm. and two. Because uh, when I was watching somebody play Murasami Castle for research, uh, he couldn't figure out at first why sometimes uh, he wasn't throwing a kunai. It's because mm-hmm. there was a kunai in front of him, and he was when he pressed the button, he deflected the attack instead. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's a cool thing. If it's for projectiles in front of you, you deflect it. If nothing is in front of you, you're throwing <clears throat> your own. I was like, that's yeah. a really cool detail. I like that. I think it's simpler to do it that way than than adding it to a standards as well. Yeah, um, I think I think adding it to regular taxes is slightly more complicated. Agreed. So I'm I'm cool with going with your special for the standard. Um, I just incorporated it the way that I did at a time, where we had multi-directional pinwheel knife rook attack as the standard special. That's so <laughs> long-winded. <laughs> I'm not. What? Right, I'm not. I'm calling it windmill sword. Wait, what? What was long-winded? Multi-directional. No. Okay. <laughs> no, you're long-winded. I'm long-winded. Okay. Yeah. It, oh, yes. All, both are true. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Crap! Is that the move set? That's that's the move set. Holy cow! Well, we did it. We did. Hooray! <laughs> but we're not quite done or not unique traits you mentioned um this where you had mentioned the deflection thing for uh i just want to throw in there that he can wall jump i think it's fair to assume he can probably wall jump if fuck it why not i have it that takamaro can crawl but when he crawls it's like a duck walk because it's awkward and has sandals so and he can wall just said he could crawl crawl be like sure whatever <laughs> Then you add in, like, duck walks, like, I'm shutting that down. And that he can wall jump. And wall cling. And he can use his projectiles while wall clinging. And with the power of his magic sandals, he can walk on water. I think we've gone a little far. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is. I just wanted to throw throw spaghetti at a wall and see what sticks. You (laughs) you do that an awful lot. Yeah, I like to suck on the noodles. This is why you live in a home. (laughs) This is this is factual. Yes. Yes. (laughs) A special little home. Yeah, with magic. My magic sandals are here. I'm wearing them now. Nope. Let's see them. Alternate costumes. 
So for Water the most part, walking, yes. for the most part, I just have like you know some basic color changes. Like, oh look, his coat becomes bright pink while his shirt is pale red and his pants are dark red. It's a very red focused style. But then also just like, all right, so he has one base of his NES sprite. I think that's a pretty obvious choice. Yep. Then also when it's like it's a NES sprite in reverse, and then the rest no. is just like okay. brown theme, cyan theme, a. Colors. Hey, it's a Takamaru pizza. Yeah. Um, I kind of kind of went that route, but I managed to find a number of a number of characters to base. It's a moth. Okay, How? That's fine. How? There's no uh, characters in this game. How? Off of enemies and, and Murasame the boss and also fighters from Summer Warriors 3 that are exclusive to his route. So I have one based off the sprite, like you said. I, I like the reverse sprite as well. I, I have one based off Murasame, which red and pink and purple and orange kind of mishmash. Uh, Ayame, one of the one of the 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 damsel, the damsel from Murasame, who was given a name in Samurai Warriors. It's pink and green and white. I have one based on the Earth Demon that's red and white, the Sword Samurai that's white and gray. Uh, Lord Ryokosame, that's green, yellow, and purple. Uh, Lord Aosame, that's blue and black. Lady Momosame, that's white, purple, and pink. Lord Akasame, that's red, bronze, and black. And his Captain Rainbow look that accentuates the greens, yellows, whites, and reds in the in the in the costume. <laughs> yes, there indeed. <went> simplicity. <laughs> Uh, I could send you what I have, and yeah, we, you're gonna we have can to compare it. We can compare it to. to, we can compare it to what you have, and just choose. You can just choose, like whatever mishmash from our, I mean, our I'm stuff. I'm the one that ends up posting them, so so a lot yeah. of times, like the finer details of things are often it's like, all right, I'm gonna write it down. We're just gonna see what happens. Yeah, that's fair. We still got one more thing to go, though. We do the home stage, but here's the trick: it's already done because. <laughs> In our stages yeah. showcase episode that we did a couple seasons ago, you made a stage for Murasami Castle. That so I if did. you want to know how that stage works and all its glory details, you can either watch the episode or go on the puck or look it up on the Smash TV Wiki. But if you want some short details of what it's like, Jono. Let me look up the stage because it's been a couple years. I um, think you do because you wrote it. Yeah, that's fine. So Murasami Castle. Yes, it's been on the Wiki for a while. Uh, the final castle, the titular castle that you that you have to infiltrate and release from demons and aliens, uh, including Murasami itself. So it is laid out very similar to the castle on the front cover, which is Murasami Castle of the box art for the game. Uh, and the stage design is rather complex compared to most stages, where you're actually scaling the castle. It's it's a stationary stage. But there's a lot of different rooftop fixtures and, and whatnot to fight on. Um, and while you're fighting on this layout, uh, you might come across stormy weather, uh, including occasional lightning strikes that telegraph. You might be fighting different uh, enemies from the game. The fire demon, the bridge guard, bomb thrower, flamethrower, and sword samurai all appear as potential stage hammer, ha hazards that are walking across the stage. And you can beat them up if you want to. 
uh, and something cool, something fun that I did too was accentuate the soundtrack. So you got Marisama Castle, which basically has only a few tracks. So what do you do from there? You pull from The Last Ninja, The Legend of Kage, Kung Fu, Ninja Jaja Marukan, Shin Onigashima, and Yuyuki. What about Other... Samurai Warriors 3? We can add that in there because at the time I did not think of that at all. But I mean, now we have Lady Momosame reference in the alternate costume. Anyway. <laughs> there you go. That was a fun stage to make back in the day. There have been many fun stages made. to make. There have been fun characters to make, like Savvy Stylist and Revolver Ocelot. Oh, yeah. God, that was, I think that's one of my best characters. And then I think that might be that one of your fun best stage that's called Bat. Wait, nope, that's releasing in December. Oh my god. The Bat Cave? You'll find out what that one is. I've been excited Ima- to do that one. Imagine that it is and your next fourth party project is just it, all DC it's probably It's probably going to be in the showcase of our next Mastopia. Probably that, that stage in particular. Okay. In the meantime, I'll think of something fun to put up there too. Like maybe maybe one of my original electroplankton stages. You know, those are a hit. I have, wait, I thought you already did all your electroplankton stations on the platform. Was there another one that you did off podcast? There may be. There may be in the near future. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Takamaru, he's done. Uh, you yeah, know, he I, honestly, I think this moveset is pretty similar to what we would actually get if he gets in the adding Smash. Obviously, Smash, Smash proper does not have extra skills. So no matter what we make, it can never be a perfect representation of what we're going to get. But yeah. we just like having that little extra added flair. But he, I he's think, closer, yeah. He's yeah, closer I, than what we got for Rex. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think I think if he gets in, he's definitely gonna be focused on the projectiles. I think that just makes sense. Uh but, yeah, and people Yeah. Go on. And sorry, and, and people say, you know, he's another swordsman. How are you gonna differentiate him? Like that. Yeah. Like this. That's how you like do it. Like that. Bada bing, bada boom. Anyhow, that's Anyhow. the end of another Smash Duppy episode. Next time, it's another Smash, it's another Smasher Dash. We got four characters, two matchups, and the return. The return. Of one doctor that we know. What? Good man. What? He's a good man. There's no doctor in that episode. Uh, oh, there's not. Are you looking at the wrong episode? No, I'm looking at the the something that makes the episode special. I don't know what he's talking about, but anyways, it's a Smasher Dash. We're doing a year. We're doing a thing. It happens. We'll see you all then for it. We'll Bye. see you all then. Goodbye. <laughs>